Hey guys, welcome to Digital Soup, a hilariously geeky podcast bringing you the best geeky conversations each and every week. Jason, let's get to it. All right, welcome back to Digital Soup. Yeah! The only <laughs> podcast that was just viciously body shamed by our own mirrors. <laughs> well, uh, Stupid mirrors. Speak for yourself. I know, we walk by those mirrors and they just start ridiculing us. Hey, Fanny, what's up? No, mine is <laughs> concave and allows me to look the way I picture myself looking. I don't know. I, I, I haven't had a mirror since the last time I tried to walk in front of one about three years ago, and it just shattered, and I figured Oh, that you're going to say you didn't see your reflection. <laughs> what? what? There goes bad luck Dave again. <laughs> well, you do know that Adam has those uh, funhouse mirrors in his house, and it makes them look normal. <laughs> Stop body shaming me. Uh, that was the mirror. That was oh, the mirror. okay. It was the mirror. Black mirror, mirror, mirror on the wall. <laughs> what? Finish it. I want to hear what you're going to say. No, I'm not going to be me. <laughs> Who was the fattest of them all? <laughs> it's Blobbio. That's <laughs> Balby. No. Balbio. I'm ba still Balbio. waiting for a listener. You yeah, said Blobbio. I said Balbio. I meant Blobbio. I, I still want a listener to, to draw us. I, I, I'm envisioning like this whole online cartoon, like comic strip of Boblio, the adventures of Boblio, and it would, just, yeah. would he look similar to the um, uh, what did they call that guy on The Simpsons, the nerdy gamer guy that lives in his parents' the comic basement? book guy, comic book guy. I don't remember what he looks like to be so. perfectly honest. Yeah, you don't picture that as him. No, I, no. I picture like Adam said, it's He's like ripped. Fabio's cousin or He's something. Ripped. Yep. No, so I'm picturing like the face of Fabio, that long flowing hair, but just one of these super stout cartoon bodies, like super chubby and like just big beer belly on him. And then he talks really weird, like, which you obviously won't get on a printed page, but kind of yeah. like almost like a Bobcat Goldway, like. <laughs> I'm Boblio. Hey, you really put a lot of thought into this. I like it. I, I just love this Boblio character. You need to perfect your Bobcat Goldwaith, by the way. Well, that's not a Bobcat. That's a Boblio. Bobcrat. <laughs> yeah, not a not not a Bobcat impression. All right. Well, anyway, uh, you know, Bobcat's not here, but you know who is here? Jason. And we're all in this virtual studio. It's Adam and usually Dave. Ha! How's it going, gentlemen? Hi. <laughs> I thought you were going to be like, you know who's here? Jason. And so today we're going to talk about... <laughs> <laughs> I should have done that. It's just me and my two imaginary friends, Dave <laughs> and Jason. Yeah, and it's, it's so funny because I had some listeners actually write in and go, it is so weird. I mean, we hear you talking and then there's silence for a while, then some laughter, and then some more talking. <laughs> And it, it makes no sense. It's not coherent at all. Uh, and we laugh, but it's probably true. Yeah, that's when Jason forgot to put our tracks in. That's nice. <laughs> yeah, forgot in quotes. You know, that would be hilarious <laughs> to do that as a gag sometime. Sure would be, Boblio. You're a Boblio. <laughs> Your face is the Bobliest. Hey, so what's up with the Wii shop? <laughs> Oh, that was the, your face is the, hey, what's up with the Wii shop? Uh, they'll think that's some creative well, editing. Well, hey, you know what? I shop, you shop, we shop, but not anymore because Nintendo was officially shutting down the Wii shop on January 31st. Hmm. So if you want to uh, you know, log into the Wii store 
grab yourself all your digital downloaded games. A lot of the ones that are not available on disc because, you know, they have direct uh, download ones, uh, you know, special, uh, a lot of reboots. Uh, that, what were they called? Um, it was like not rearmed, but they had like a contra <laughs> rearmed. Wow. Yes. Well, there was a game called Rearmed, um, if you remember right. But maybe you don't. I don't. Well, maybe the, I remember the, wrong. The way you're all like, Rearmed. <laughs> <laughs> we don't know your special uh, Remastered. Lingos. Yes. But no, there was one called Rearmed. It was the, uh, oh, what was it? Uh, Bionic Commando Rearmed. It huh. was like a, uh, uh, I think it was a Wii Shop exclusive. How about them apples? Yes. No, they don't sell apples there. Otherwise, they'd be very expensive. I don't think I've turned the Wii on in a long time. I just want to know where we will shop now. I'm sorry. What are you laughing at? I know what he's laughing at. You haven't turned your Wii on in a long time. Oh, here we go. Inappropriate. It's just a wee little joke. We could do a Vern Troyer joke, but then I'd probably cry. Just a wee bit of fun. Irish, maybe? Yeah, I was going to say, do it like a Lucky Charms. I can't do accents. We know this. Come on, Adam. You're the accent boy. Adam has left the conversation. <laughs> he prefers accent man. He is accent the real man. Napster. I am accent man. <laughs> but yes, yeah, so me. if you want to grab any of your Wii stuff before the Wii store closes, <laughs> you better get your little Wii, Wii, Wii all the way home and get her done. Yeah, grab your Wii stuff. Yes. Hurry. But that's all we got to say about that. Huh. What is on the Wii? <laughs> what is on the Wii? I'm sorry. I, I owned a Wii for like a year and I sold it. We just never played it. What what would be in the Wii shop that, that this is a big deal for? All the games that you could get on disc, you could you know download directly from the Wii store. So if you want to sure. have non-disc games, which I love because I just like to do them from the uh, menu, you're going to have to do that now because you're not going to be able to download them again anytime soon. But there was a whole bunch of Wii Shop exclusives, you know, just like, mm -hmm. uh, what do you call it? Not underground games, but you know what I mean? The Independent? Uh, independent games. A lot of independent games that were on the system. A lot mm -hmm. of, uh, like I said, remakes of games that weren't on any other oh, enhanced the, versions. The word you're looking for is their rebirth system because they have, yeah, they have Castlevania, the adventure rebirth, Contra rebirth. That's, is that when you deliver a little bit earlier than they <laughs> shove it back in? <laughs> and then you have birth again. Yes, you have, to have a rebirth. Yeah, maybe. I Ugh. mean, some might have went to the easier place <laughs> Man, of like you know reincarnation heck? or something. <laughs> that was such a dork. No, but this article you have linked up, <laughs> the article you have linked up is is mentioning favorites like Gradius or Gradius Rebirth, Castlevania the Adventure Rebirth, Contra Rebirth. Yeah, that's so, what I was looking for. Rebirth. Yeah, rebirth. Not rebar. That's Not, what went through my head one time. <laughs> we can tell. It's still there. <laughs> I'd like to hear this story. <laughs> yeah, never go to a construction site for a piercing. That's let's just say that. For a piercing. Oh. <laughs> I mean, grand. I'm not doing that again. <laughs> you definitely don't want to work a construction site that Happy Gilmore's at because you might get a little you know. <laughs> what was the, that belongs to Mr. Gilmore? What was the guy? In Happy Gilmore, what was his name? The big giant guy that had like a what was it? A nail in his foot or what happened? Something goofy. It was a nail in his head. In his what, head. His yeah. name was Jaws in the uh, James Bond series. I know, but what was his Happy Gilmore name? Um, uh, Orca. Uh, I was leaving the. It's another in on that killer one. fish. Get it? Orca, <laughs> the killer whale. Jaws. I see oh, what you yeah. did there. Jaws. Get Richard. It? Uh, Mr. Larson was his name. <laughs> 
Was that? Oh, oh that's so okay. pedestrian. <laughs> hey, well, I think it's. Have you guys? Give me, somebody give me something better than pedestrian. Have you guys <laughs> seen the Adam Sandler movie Punch Drunk Love? I no. have not because I like my Adam Sandler funny. <laughs> well, I only ask because one of my one of my weekly shows. Well, it's actually every other Me, week when they come out. So. Uh, podcasts I listen to skip this to guy the end. Shows and his self promotion. It's, it's not my show. <laughs> it, it's a it's a great <laughs> podcast by three two dudes and a in a, a woman over in in. Oh, UK. Adam, uh, Jason, and uh, David. No, it's it's Ben, Mark, and Gemma over in in the UK, and they do this show. It's really Gemma? really good. Emma, uh, Gemma. Uh, what did I say? You said Gemma. Gemma, it is Gemma. Okay, yep. I only know one Gemma. Now I know two. I guess. But the show no, is fantastic. You don't know her. He just mentioned her name. Yeah, well, <laughs> <laughs> I know of her. If, if you're into movies, I know you got now. A, they've got a out. fantastic show. I think I've mentioned it before. But anyways, they actually had someone write in and recommend because I think that was the one digital of the, soup. No, it was. I think oh. Paul Thomas Anderson was the guy who directed that, and they said, you know, they're not huge Sandler fans, but they said this was actually. Uh, Punch Drunk Love was actually a fantastic movie, mm-hmm. and it's um, Richard Dean Anderson directed it. You said, "Yeah, nope. MacGyvered it together." Hey. <laughs> no, do you know who the my favorite person that has three names is? Now you've named a couple of them. Stifler. No. Sean William Scott. No. No. Oh, thanks. Jan Michael Vincent. Oh yeah, for the win, Airwolf baby. Hmm. Yeah. I guess. You guys are probably too young for Airwolf, aren't you? I watched that as a kid, and it was great. Yeah, I kind of remember All it. I remember is... And then we watch it today, and it's like... <laughs> I like that movie, yeah. and I like Sandlot. Oh, the Sandlot. Heck yeah. Heck yeah. You're killing me, Smalls. Yeah, Sandlot is good. You missed my joke. <laughs> I did. I'm sorry. Well, you stopped over one of mine last I week. I said so I like Airwolf. I said I like Airwolf, and I like the Sandlot. I like helicopter baseball. <laughs> wow, that was a good one, and I stomped all over it. Zinger on himself. Um, <laughs> I love doing that. <laughs> let's talk about anthem a little bit. I don't want to talk about the anthem, the national one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. say, can you see if Fallout seventy six treatment is getting applied to anthem? Hey, did you know? Before we get into that, though, you seg blocking son of a bee. I, I know, but this is very important because this has to do with our president. Did you know the main reason why he's building that wall? I'm waiting for the punchline. Because he wants to stand on the other side and go, Jose, can you see? Uh, <laughs> that's mm. Jason at Digital Soup Podcast. Oh, that that I made that up. I am taking 100% credit for that because I know Amy Schumer is going to steal that. <laughs> <laughs> that's fair. Okay, let's give it five seconds of silence so Jason knows where to stop at re- deleting. What are you talking about? There we about? go. All right. <laughs> I'm not deleting shizzle. All right. You guys know what Anthem is, right? Uh, it's yes. A, it's a first-person shooter. It's and, got a it's it's a game. Yeah, and it's it's a brand new game BioWare is putting out with EA. We actually talked about this game yep. once. Yep, we talked mm-hmm. about it as one of our one of our episodes of games we're looking forward to. It was supposed to be released late 2018, got pushed back slightly into early 2019 here. And apparently now this game, there's articles popping up all over because last weekend they did a VIP demo weekend, not a beta test. I guess it's it's very, um, I don't know what the right word. We need to be very clear that it's not a beta. But what they put out is this early VI- access. Well, right it was a it was a VIP demo weekend available for those that pre-ordered the game. 
Okay. And all of the people that pre-ordered also got three codes so they could bring up to three friends in with them. And the game had a lot of issues. I guess from what I understand, it was running off of a version of the game that was like three weeks old already. So there's they, they've they've been working on it since then, but they put this out just to give people a taste, yep. uh, a small few missions, everything else, and you can just go explore the world. Well, there was a ton of issues with you know, mostly login trouble. Um, you know, I guess on the load screens it would hang up at like ninety five percent, and then you had to reboot the game and all of that stuff. And at one point, they actually had to shut down the servers and pull you know resources from other EA servers to to get this to work, and so. Sounds like when the game was actually playing, it was a lot of fun. People were really enjoying it, but there was some huge problems with stability being able to get into the game. People were dropping out. Stuff like that was happening. It seemed like a server issue. And right away, I mean, we talked about before how the internet jumps on board the hate train and just starts bashing something, trying to sink it before it's even out. And I think we see that a little with Fallout 76. You know, that thing's gotten panned, and rightfully so. Bethesda has made some stupid moves outside of the game regarding their stupid bags and um, their special (laughs) Nuka rum or whatever they did. They kind of... Nuka rama? Yeah, Nuka rum. They, They dropped the ball on some of this extras that people bought for the collector's mm-hmm. edition stuff like that but the game itself fallout 76 adam and i are still playing it's you know it's not perfect but it's a lot of fun yeah it is fun i mean we had one of the most epic battle nights in yep. ever maybe the other night and it was just a blast and this game though when you mentioned fallout 76 to anyone it just people roll their eyes oh that thing's a pile of crap half these people haven't even played it well it's probably just, because they they gave up at the beginning and they haven't played it since there's been multiple patches could be so they don't know what it's like yeah yeah they, could pr- they probably host podcasts yeah probably <laughs> but i think you're right i mean we, you can't judge a beta right for, and no, well, this and game is this game unlike fallout 76 this game isn't even released yet so anything nope. you know any issues and stuff uh, it's got to be you right. know that's what i'm saying expected Mm-hmm. And, and not to mention, this isn't even a beta. This is just a version of the game that was this like... This is pre-alpha, dude. There well, wasn't even uh, no, any mip mapping. No, all it was was just a demo week. There was just uh, South Park placeholders <laughs> no. for every character in the game. No, I mean, they put together... I mean, it was, it was only through. Cartman. Every character was Cartman. <laughs> no, that'd be brilliant. But This game reminded me a lot of Pong when I loaded it. Yeah. <laughs> no, but I mean, it was... It, it, it's a game they, they let their pre-order people get in and, and get a taste of it because it got pushed back. They said, you know what? We're giving you guys a weekend. Check it, <laughs> it out. And this wasn't games. even the current version of where the game's at right now. A lot of these issues very well might be fixed already. It's just that this demo was built on a version of the game like three weeks old. Now, this coming weekend, as you're listening to this, it'll be the weekend of uh, February 1st, 2nd, 3rd, right in there. They actually have their public demo weekend, not a beta, but it's a demo weekend. So anybody that wants to can go in and log in and play and try this out for free. I think it's like a 25 gig download, um, and you can go just explore the oh, world for sorry, free. Dave. Well, yeah, if I start downloading now, I'll be all right. You know what will happen, though? Dave will download it, he'll play it, and it'll be all survival and crafting. Oh, I know. Well, that's the thing, though. This game doesn't seem to have any of that. You've got the... It's kind of like a version of like an Iron Man, you know, flying around without being actually Marvel and in a shooter and all this stuff. And it looks actually pretty fun. And you get to try it out this weekend for free. But, you know, everyone's anticipating, oh, it was that bad with the small load. They couldn't figure out 
you know, they knew how many people pre-ordered, multiply that by three, that's how many people will be in. They still couldn't get it right. People are bashing this game so much all over the internet that it it really, really looks like, and there was one article that I've got linked up here that made me think of this and wanted to put it in because it, it literally was titled as Anthem the Next Fallout 76, basically saying, look, this game looks to be crap already. Uh, you may want to steer clear. And it's like, this isn't even released. This isn't even an actual beta. It's nothing more than a little demo. Jump in, play around, have fun. Can we just, as gamers, be thankful we get a chance? I mean, when we used to get those little demo discs for PlayStation 1, no one complained about those demos being unfinished. You know, they got Let's they were just go back happy. even farther. Go back even farther to the PC. Remember the... Uh it was called shareware back in the day where you could get like the first yep. board of a game. Right. You know, and even, you know, nobody was complaining about those. Right. You didn't base your thoughts on the, the game as a whole based on getting a little taste of it like that. And it just drives me nuts because mm -hmm. it's like, you know, this game, they're, they're shaping up where it could be a huge hit. Um, and it probably know. is going to be a huge hit. And I'm sure they'll mm -hmm. have everything yeah. all smoothed out at launch. Uh, who is the company pull, putting this out again? Bioware. Bioware. Oh yeah, that's a big old company, man. Yep. This isn't this is some a, a rinky dink little you know uh, Adam <laughs> Soft uh, dot com. <laughs> Adam Soft. I thought he only made games for his Wii <laughs> in the Wii shop. Oh. Remember that that little game he made in the in the Wii shop. Adam's <laughs> <laughs> so, like, you think I hate you think you Anthem both. will be international? <laughs> the, <laughs> maybe. Like an international anthem. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I just hope, though, that this game, I, I guess, how do I say this? I hope that it does well when it comes out and that people are smart enough to just ignore the internet. I mean, but at the honestly, same time, <sighs> there's a small part of me that's like, you know what? Yeah, keep bashing it. And so that way they'll release it and a week later drop the price like Fallout <laughs> did. And then I can get it for cheaper and I can just play for... Uh, you know, this isn't Sony with the PlayStation Classic. It's not going to drop that fast. Fallout 76 did within two weeks. Uh, well, what yeah. did it drop from what to what? From what did we from pay 60 for? 60 to 30. Yeah, 60 to 30. So a half, okay. Or 40. You know, yep. can I a ask a question here? Why are there so many games where you're wearing superpower armor suits? Well, because they want to make it realistic. People don't really have these powers. Well, I want them to. <laughs> <laughs> no, so it's, it's a good it. point, the but whole I, mech concept. Well, it's, hey, and I bet you the helmets are lit inside, too. <laughs> yep. Well, and, hey, Destiny 2, Anthem. I mean, there, there's this, yeah. well, so many of them have this, you're wearing yeah. an armor suit with a... Master Chief. Yep. Warframe, same thing. That, that's what people are saying, that this is basically EA's answer to a multi-platform Destiny. Um, it, it's if you like Destiny, they said you're gonna love this game. And now I then was you love looking, Destiny's Child. Yeah, say my name, say my name, um, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you no. playing this game? <laughs> <laughs> That's a good tune, man. I'm gonna have to listen to that. But the thing I, I wanted to to <laughs> bring up Dave's about gonna crank this, up. I'm gonna, I'm gonna listen to Metallica last week, and this week I'm listening to Destiny's Child. <laughs> I'm, I got varied <laughs> musical taste. Yeah, There's some good stuff. Nothing there. wrong with that. Next week it'll be Zamfir. Yeah, hey, uh, magical pan flute. Yeah, maybe master of the pan. So, no, Destiny. To speak of that, real quick, I know that is a PS4 Xbox 
title, right? I, it's also on the PC, I believe. I thought so too, but then I was looking. I don't. I can't seem it to wasn't? find it. I, I, I can't it seem to find Destiny hmm. Two on the PC. It sounded like they were maybe looking to bring it there, but I don't know if it's ever been there. But I don't know if I'm. Maybe I'm not thinking of Destiny. Maybe I'm thinking of Horizon Zero Dawn. Anyways, never mind. But speaking of space, you might be thinking of Titanfall <laughs> too. Who knows? Yeah, it could be. Speaking of space. I've got to ask you guys this. You you all remember the the Starship Troopers movie, right? Yep. What's your thoughts on that movie? Uh, two words: communal, uh, communal, uh, oh, communal, <laughs> communal, communal, oh. communal. Oh my gosh, I can't say it. What word am I trying to say, Adam? Communal. I don't know. Communal you said you were shower. trying to say two words. Sound like you could barely get through the one. <laughs> I, all I think of is, would you like to know more? <laughs> <laughs> would you like to know more? I tell you what, though. <laughs> Go ahead. Oh, it's a. I'm from Buenos Aires, and I say kill them all. <laughs> Great line. Now I remember this movie hitting theaters, and I remember I haven't seen it since the theater. I'm gonna be perfectly honest. I was working at the theater when this movie came out, and I remember people just crapping all over it. Like this thing is ridiculous. It's stupid. These are giant space bugs. What I enjoyed is this? the first one. I, I know, I, and I don't remember much of it other than just the reaction I, I saw from people constantly at the theater. Apparently, though, this thing has a huge cult following. Yeah, well, well the, all know, the sequels sucked. Right. You have a problem with Neil Patrick Harris having psychic powers and talking to a giant space bug on another planet? I mean, come on. Maybe. Is he dressed as Doogie? <laughs> Just kidding. Or is he, is he dressed as, what's his name, Barney from How I Met Your Mother? <laughs> he was wearing a suit. Okay, okay, so. okay. okay. I. Dave, you just brought up a whole awesome point here. Now, two of this guy's <laughs> biggest characters were named Doogie and Barney. <laughs> well, what's Have happening? Have you met Ted? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what's Man, happening? I loved that show so much. Yeah, man. it's a good it's show. A good so, what's show. happening, Dave? No, what, what's Jay, going on? Jay, with, I, I don't know your voice. What's happening, Jave? With Starship Jay, Troopers, Jay, they, Jay. they've announced there's going to be a reboot of the movie franchise. Oh, thanks, Dason. <laughs> that will have the reboot of Starship Troopers really? movie has nothing to do with the original characters. They're recasting it, everything else. The big news that just came out, though, is that it looks like Starship Troopers is actually going to be getting a TV series separate Animated from the, or live action? I don't know on that. It didn't say yet. Um, but they're saying it could be revived for television. Oh, with sci-fi? Oh, sci-fi wire? Right. So with the original cast, though. So all of the people from that original movie are are looking to be potentially, if this TV reboot happens, or I don't even know if it's a reboot, a revival, I guess, they're looking to possibly do this with the original cast, which is pretty cool. I can't I mean, remember who the original cast was. Casper Van Dien, Jake Michael Busey, Ironsides. Denise Richards. Uh, okay. You know what my, my biggest issue with this movie always was? Mm-hmm. That they sent the so the the bugs in this movie are like hard as a rock. You have to shoot them just in the right spot to kill them and all this stuff. And they sent down just regular troops, no armor that right. would resist any Barely of their stuff. Trained. They didn't send you know machines to go in and just wipe these things out. Yet they have the power for interplanetary space travel. Yeah, I mean, well, just, that's chitin. That's how you 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 have to kill these bugs and then harvest them. I saw this in Skyrim. <laughs> you make this really hard plate armor out of chitin. Oh yeah, they should have crafted before they yeah, got to if, battle. If they would have been in survival game uh, mode. Dave ain't watching this shit. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's. But I thought it was interesting because 
A, if you're a huge fan of Starship Troopers, some cool news to look forward to. Myself, I kind of think I need to rewatch the original movie be- and just to see what the buzz is about because honestly, <laughs> and, yeah, no pun intended there. Honestly, though, I remember people just dumping all over this movie, saying how terrible it was, how stupid no, it was. It wasn't. This this was decent. It, I mean, it's. I don't know how well it's going to hold up today, but I remember it, watching it and I thought it was pretty decent. But is it a case of something like uh, just nostalgia? as nostalgia? No. Well, n- no, not nostalgia, but think of something that. Um, First thing that comes to mind Age is like, blinders? No, no. The first thing that comes to mind is like <laughs> the Evil Dead, where theater, you know, people, you know, not even critics. I'm just talking about theater goers. You know, when it was actually in its theatrical run, just hated it, said it was stupid. You know, but it, it develops this cult following on video. It's funny you bring that up. I never thought about that in the theater, but I bet you if I would have seen that in the theater too, I would have been like, "What the heck?" The <laughs> Evil Dead. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That might that might have not worked very well in the theater, <laughs> right? And so I'm wondering if there's just more to it that you know people didn't latch onto until it came to to VHS and home release, DVD, everything else. So, mm-hmm. but some interesting news. It's probably so. a lot like Tremors. Tremors got a big following. Yeah. I like Tremors. Yeah. You picked the wrong damn rec room. (laughs) I heard they're remaking that as well. I heard they might be making another one of those as well. That'd be okay. Better have Reba McIntyre in it. That's all I got to say. Is it time for a review? After being betrayed and left for dead in Italy, Charlie Croker and his team plan an elaborate gold heist against their former ally. Today's super review, The Italian Job. Mm-hmm. I like the way you said Italian. Italian, the job. It's a, from 2003, rated PG-13, starring Mark Wahlberg, Charlie Starron, Donald Sutherland, Jason Statham, Seth Green, Yasleen, Yasin Bey. Oh, uh, that's, question mark. that's most deaf. Yasmin Bleef? Most I, I never knew this. his real name. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he has been bleeped. <laughs> and Edward Norton. She's running slowly through it. <laughs> <laughs> and and special guest appearance by Bablio. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and now John this movie, Stamos. This movie is star-packed, man. Yeah, it is. It is. Now, we're doing this. We're reviving Super Reviews. It's been a while, and this is a listener recommendation. And there was a point in time where we sent out a, a you know a message saying, "Hey, we're open." Six to- months ago, <laughs> yeah, and we just have not done one. And this is one that I just absolutely needed to get done for a number of reasons. Number one, the movie I I enjoy it, but this listener recommendation came from my wife, and this might be her favorite movie, one of her absolute mm-hmm. favorites. And so, in order to you know not have to sleep on the couch after doing a super review that was not the one she recommended. I figured let's get this one going. And that way I, I, you know, don't get in trouble at home. We're going to tell her safe. Tell her the next time she recommends a movie though, she needs to say the year because I watched the 1969 version. (laughs) It was actually pretty good. There were some actually cool scenes. I was telling Dave about it earlier today. Nice. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I don't even know how we're going to do this because uh, it's completely different. But I guess, we'll, you know, I'll talk about my movie. You guys talk about your movie. <laughs> You're so full of crap. <laughs> Adam, would you listen to this? He's uh, he's pulling a page out of an old joke we did like months yep, ago. Exactly. It's, no it's original material left. Old in this type. Guy. No imagination. Call me Amy Schumer. 
You have no imagination, no creativity. <laughs> Seriously, call me Amy Schumer, please. <laughs> I'm setting no. you up. This was a line in the movie of one of the main characters. Don't speak, you remember that? So speaking of lines, I hate that the line is what gave away the whole thing and blew the whole yeah. deal. As always, spoiler alert <laughs> from 2003. Uh, she's so <laughs> stupid. You didn't trust her? You know, I liked her better in Monster. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I trust everybody. It's just I don't trust the devil inside or whatever. Yeah. yeah. It's a devil inside I don't trust. Now, oh. if, but if now you we're guys, skipping ahead to almost yeah. the very end. Yep. <laughs> All Which right, is, that was super reviews. Yeah, no, that's all right. So this movie, like you said, huge cast, mm-hmm. um, written, directed, uh, written by Troy Kennedy Martin, who did the 1969 screenplay. Donna Powers and Wayne Powers did the screenplay for this version. Austin Powers did the music. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, <laughs> <laughs> um, F. F. Gary Gray, who also directed, uh, set it off. You can't say that, dude. You don't even know him. <laughs> His first name, I believe, was Francis Gary Gray. Uh, directed Set It Off and The Negotiator as Call well. Call me F. Yeah, if my first name was Francis as a guy, I probably would go by F also. Or just Gary. Frank. Well, maybe. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Is Gary much better than Francis? I don't know. Yes. Maybe. Yeah, I don't know. Probably. They're all. It's all good. No, but anyways, <laughs> this movie, yeah, like Adam said, 2003, PG-13. And I, I, this is a tough one for me. I was, I was talking to my wife about it a little bit before I came down here tonight to record. Because you know how most of the movies we've watched, I've either maybe seen it once or maybe not seen it at all. So you get kind of these bigger impressions, mm-hmm. like a bigger gut reaction, like, oh, I love this, I love this, I didn't like this so much, you know, whatever. I've mm-hmm. seen this movie so many times, and I really enjoy the movie, but I'm having a really hard time picking out like specific moments that really make the movie and that really... Maybe you know, don't make the movie. All right, in, well, in some let cases. one of us do that then. All so right? yeah, that's what I was gonna say. <laughs> yeah, I want you guys to, to walk me through this, <laughs> and, and I'm I'm curious to hear what you guys have to say about it. Well, in a surprise twist, Jason Statham plays a driver. <laughs> Handsome Rob. Seth Green plays a nerd. The real and Napster. Yaz, the real yeah. Napster. Yeah, I was gonna <laughs> say. Yes, Yasmin Bleeth play. <laughs> <laughs> So obviously the movie opens up with them pulling off a heist in Italy, and of course there's a a big betrayal by Edward okay. Norton's character. But we can't just gloss over this heist. This was a very intricate, awesome heist. Mm-hmm. Uh, almost, every as- almost intimate. No, not intimate at all. No, okay, okay, no, I didn't. I didn't feel that at all. But this they is just amazing. Heart. For one, I, and I have to say this here because we've talked about. Uh, you know, uh, oh, just the, the the feeling of the environment and stuff in other movies. And I got to say, this taking place in Venice, it just it lent just such a different feel to this whole first part of the movie than a lot of movies you watch. I love the way it took place over there. I love the way they utilized, uh, you know, the environment there. You know, the water and everything. Right. Uh, the, the, it was ingenious. Now, like like uh, Adam said, you know, this is spoiler filled. They're always spoiler filled. So I'm going to spoil this right now. But this first heist, the way they blew that safe up, uh, made it fall through two floors, and they did misdirect uh, with a um, you know a boat coming out with a, a covered. You know, you think it's the safe. Mm-hmm. You know, why would they bother to cover it real fast? You know, that's the funny <laughs> thing. Right. You know, they wouldn't need to do that. But uh, so then they go on this big boat chase. 
But the whole time this chase is going on, that safe actually fell down into, I guess you call it the boat garage that's underneath every one of these houses. <laughs> a boat garage. <laughs> commonly known as a boathouse. <laughs> no, a boat garage because it's built in underneath the How many the stalls house. your boat garage have? Is <laughs> <laughs> that a heated so, slab in that one? So they're down under the water. <laughs> they're down under the water breaking into the safe. I thought this this was just awesome. The way this all happened, and then they took they took all the gold out on uh, some kind of uh, what do you call those? The uh, it reminded s- me like something straight out of the old GI Joe cartoons, like yeah, a so little. They stole all that gold? No, not the gold part, but the oh. the little uh, vehicles they were using. Yeah. It's like a. I was trying to figure out what was that called. I can't like a amphibious, probably something. Something, I would call it. yeah. It's yeah. these little underwater like pallets, basically that stay underwater, like a little submarine. And then mm-hmm. the guys, the people hold on to them. And From heistgear.com, probably. Heist. Probably, yeah. Not Acme, though. This one really works. Yeah, this one's like, do you need to make a quick underwater escape with a lot of gold? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That, Tired the, of doing it by hand? <laughs> the, I, I think you're hitting the nail on the head. The best part of this entire movie was just all the setup that they would do to get mm-hmm. to you know the next step for their heists. Right. And then to actually watch them get pulled off and still have to kind of maneuver all the... Uh, all the little uh, things that happened that mm-hmm. they weren't planning on, like the well, multiple trucks and stuff like that. Now, this I want to I want to talk about one character here right off the top because you only see him during this opening sequence, and that's Donald Sutherland's character of John Bridger. He mm-hmm. plays Charlize Theron's father, Stella Bridger, um, in the movie, and and you see like he's been this lifelong criminal mastermind doing all the planning, and now he's turning the keys over to the business, so to speak, to to Marky Mark. <laughs> You know, saying, "Come on, gonna, come on!" Yeah, we're gonna transform this business. <laughs> and uh, yeah. Charlie Kroger, Charlie takes the helm on this one, does all the planning and everything. And he just nails it. And Donald Sutherland, though, this might be one of the last performances I saw him in where I really, really wanted to see more of that character. The only movie I can, off the top of my head, think of him in since that was when he was the villain in the Hunger Games, and. Eh. Hmm. I don't I know what else he. Movies. I don't know what else he did, but I'd love to see a almost a uh, a prequel to this, and they could get Kiefer Sutherland to play him. Right, <laughs> Kiefer. You know, find out how we got to this point. Right. Um, I just have a quick comment. Yeah. I'm gonna skip. I'm gonna skip way ahead yes. to towards the end of the movie here. Charlize Theron is going. She's like, oh, I need to get a borescope in here or whatever to yeah. get into that safe. But then she's like, No, I have to do it like by feel. Yeah. And then she gets all nervous. But then Mark Wahlberg steps in and he's like, feel it, feel it. <laughs> Come on. She's like, feel the vibration. Charlie, I told you. And then I was like, you. click. <laughs> oh, okay. That's hey, nice, Jason. All right. I, your I, joke's done. Shut it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, funny. Can, can I point something out here real fast, too? Because since we've all seen this movie before and uh, I had, you know, you don't pick this out, you know, on your first view and it has to be on a multiple viewing is at the very beginning where John uh, Bridger says that line about the, you know, you don't trust the man. I trust the man. I don't trust the devil. When he said that, did you notice that Steve, he made some kind of, I don't even know. You could see that he was like, this guy with the sayings. Sort of like that because he already knew he was, he knew he was going to be turning on him. And he's like, yeah, he's he's got, you know, he sees me. Right. He doesn't really see me, but. You're talking about me, buddy. Right, kind of exactly. What he was yeah, he he was the uh, 
the oh shoot, I totally lost the name. Who Judas? <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> he would, he's the betrayer. But the the thing is that opening heist is fantastic, and of course Steve Edward Norton's character, fantastic villain in the fully sense hateable. That, yep, yeah, perfect. Just perfectly hateable, but perfectly. Like smug and arrogant, but like they said a couple times, he has no imagination, you know. And that's that's pointed out later when they see, you know, they're all talking after this heist, that, which is a problem I have with this movie. Now they escape underwater. What? Okay, just just follow me here. This big heist happens. It's amazing, yes. planned down to a T. You see this fantastic thing, and then it shows them all celebrating at some remote mountainside winter road. Way off in the middle of nowhere, <laughs> yeah. and then they're like, "Let's first we got to just figure out how to get out of here." But in that scene, they're all talking about what they're going to do with their money, and you know, handsome Rob wants to buy that specific Aston Martin. The real Napster, he wants a specific stereo system that'll blow the clothes off women, and uh, you know, <laughs> and he does at yeah, the end. Old, old left ear, he just wants a house, you know, a big house with with a library and full of first editions and shoes. Well, then you fast forward to, you know, a little bit spoiler when after the, 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 we can stop saying spoiler evil, evil <laughs> twist. Yeah. Evil twist happens where Steve kills John Bridger, Donald Sutherland's character and leaves them all thinks they're all dead. They're all under this freezing cold water. And, uh, realistically they should have all died in that water, whether he shot them or not. That was water with ice breaking all over it. There's no way they lived under there for that long, you know, without hypothermia. But why are they in the mountains? Well, and then I, I agree with you because the one thing that bugged me too, and sometimes it's these stupid little things, but, mm-hmm. you know, he's holding Donald Sutherland's body at the end. Like, everybody, okay, everybody escaped from the frigid cold. We saw them driving out in the middle of nowhere on a bridge. Right. How are they a lot, you know, not frozen to death? Right. And that's that was one of those things like, okay, you know, I'm just going to pretend that didn't happen. We got to get yep. going. They leave the body, whatever happens. I don't know. So that's that's <laughs> one item that kind of annoyed me. But then you see later on, as they're scoping out Steve's place, he literally had no imagination. He didn't know what to do with all his money, so he just did everything they said, like to a T, the exact yep. car, stereo system, all that. So Yeah. I have one other complaint I've got, which it's probably stupid and petty, but I thought the music was really like late 90s, early 2000s generic it you know, was, but like super generic, and in some cases it was, I don't know, I almost in, distractingly generic. But see, yeah, for me, I took the other side where I like the fact that other than the cover of uh, Pink Floyd's "Money" that happened in the intro and in the outro of the movie, um, there was no actual that I remember, no actual songs, and I think that was by design mm-hmm. because it, it it allowed you to not notice the music to the point where like oh i love this song you know oh what a perfect song for a heist yeah and but it was very generic i get that i just think about it's the your generic heist movie music is what Mm -hmm. it was you know it very much was yeah it doesn't even register as an actual complaint because the movie is very good and i just didn't i don't have anything else to complain about the music was generic i sound like a petty jerk (laughs) (laughs) if if i had to pick out one complaint and this is the only thing that i can actually pick out of it was just short (laughs) yes exactly she should have not know most of name was yasin bay i did not know that anyway Uh, go ahead jason well that's who i was going to talk about i really dislike that Probably most F uh, used his cred or whatever to get his girlfriend, Lisa Lopez, in this movie. What? Didn't you see her in there? No, I don't Left know eye? who Lisa... I don't know who... <laughs> yes. is, is that who Lisa Lopez is? <laughs> Lisa Left Eye Lopez? Oh. Left ear and left gotcha. eye. Gotcha. Not a joke. <laughs> not, <laughs> I see. 
<laughs> Did they call him left ear because he's most deaf? <laughs> Not all the way. No. Well, no. Uh, they would call him no ear because most deaf is the highest level. Of it. <laughs> no, I overall though was my joke stupid. My left no, eye. I, and I just I didn't there's get gonna it. There's going to be two to three people that appreciate that joke. Yeah, <laughs> high on the scale of TLC fans. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, don't go chasing waterfalls because then you'll get shot at the bottom of a. <laughs> well, the movie <laughs> yeah. to to move it forward a little bit. The movie goes they they a year later goes by and that's when we meet. Charlize Theron's character of Stella, and she's cracking a safe, working with the FBI or whatever at some murder scene. Well, no, we met her before. Her dad called well, her when she was in bed. That's true. That's true. But then yeah. we see her. How can you yeah. forget that scene? Nah, it wasn't anything too special to me, but oh, psh, whatever. Uh, you still love her in Monster? No, no. Um, <laughs> she. I mean, performance was fantastic, but she's a character that I want to talk about because she's a fantastic actress. Mm-hmm. Tons of awards, you know, Oscar winning, everything else. I thought she might have been the weakest performance in this entire movie. Oh, really? I did. I, I honestly thought there are scenes. I think she was the linchpin, but go ahead. I, I thought there are a lot of scenes where she just seems so awkward, like not believable. And, and I don't yeah, know I what it was. That. Like almost like well, overacting. Some of her lines were really generically written, I think. Yep, which it didn't could help have been her. that. It was like. Yep. I'm a professional in something, something, something. A lot right. of exposition. Yeah, and it was just like her character was essential to the story. But I also felt at times like her dialogue and in, in delivery or maybe it was just the writing was kind of very mediocre. I think one of my favorite scenes of writing in the whole movie, remember when Handsome Rob is going to uh, meet the, the lady from the cable company? Seth Green's character Lyle, he's in the car and and he was doing the yeah he, he's doing it. the voice and he's like, how do you do that? Oh, I'm handsome, Rob. I want to take you home tonight. Blah blah blah. Oh, I'm so nice. <laughs> and he's doing. I, I thought that was just pure hilarious. I loved it. Seth Green's character was just fantastic in this movie. I also like the one little touch with the uh, the guy in front of Handsome Rob in traffic who's trying to do his movie lines. He's oh like, yeah, <laughs> give me your badge. Then he's like, "No, that's it's that's green. a comedian. I can't remember what it's his like, name yeah. is. Yeah, hand in your badge. Yeah, he switches I, I, it over to an English accent and it sounds way better. <laughs> yeah, I I, I know who, I, I I know what you mean, Jason. He is a pretty big name comedian. I've seen him in a lot of stuff and I cannot think of his name. But there there was some great moments. They did an excellent job of bringing the tension. You know, as they're planning for the heist initially, and then they get to the house to do it, and there's a party at the neighbor's house, you know, so the whole thing gets scrapped, which is, you know, the, the whole revenge heist is exactly against the, the main rule that you hear, you know, John Bridger, Donald Sutherland's character, set up and, and tell Charlie in the beginning, like, he asked Charlie how he is, he says, oh, I'm fine, I'm fine, and he goes, you know what fine stands for, you know, and what yeah. what what did it stand for again? Um freaked out insecure neurotic and emotional or something and something like you know you you hear that and and that's when we all learned back in 2003 what it meant when your wife said i'm fine and, <laughs> and suddenly we now know but i i think though you see that play off where you know when that party happens they had to go to plan b in a hurry and that whole heist was emotional because it wasn't just about the gold it was about revenge and I kind of wonder, I mean, we know how it ended, but I wonder their plan wasn't to have him killed, you know, Steve's character. Oh, he's going to be oh, killed. Oh, he's going to be straight oh, he up is murder, now, death killed. But that wasn't their plan. Like, they were going to just steal his gold. But then what? 
it just, to me, it seemed like it was going to set up the cycle of repeating it over and over one, trying to get the other, trying to get the other. And I'm glad it had to end with him dying. But I, I thought the way they planned that second one, I mean, that was very different from the first heist. It, it wasn't, it was meticulous. Like they had measurements, everything else. And, but it wasn't quite the same. There was a lot more improv happening in the scheme of all this. And yeah. let me just say, this is where the world, I think, fell in love again with the Mini Cooper. <laughs> I love the Mini Cooper in this movie. That was yeah. pretty cool that they did that. Oh, I mean, my it, it's still my wife's dream car. And and Jason, you you told me something earlier about the 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 Mini Cooper, right? Yep, I was driving my uh, by my daughter's school, and uh, in the parking lot was a red Mini Cooper. I just saw it. Well, it was today or yesterday. I can't remember what it was. But it was just hilarious that I just uh, rewatched <laughs> this movie and then I saw a Mini Cooper. Yeah, well, you, he also told me something earlier, too, that that's who he always wanted to date when he was younger. Oh, yeah, Winnie Cooper. <laughs> I called her Mini Cooper. The He's other, a mathematician now. The other Cooper, yeah. Dancing with the Stars champ, everything. Can we talk a little bit about how every movie, including this one, that has a hacker mm-hmm. is ridiculous? Yeah. Well, yeah, they always are. Okay, I'm going to hack into the mainframe of the database and blah, 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 blah. Yeah. But then they're like... Uh, find the nearest traffic cam, and all of a sudden he just zooms in and it automatically measures the tire height. <laughs> oh, I love that, man. That is awesome. Well, he wrote feature. his own better algorithm. algorithm. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't know if I should say the kick-ass algorithm, yeah. <laughs> I, I love it, though, and, and when, he's, when he's in that airport terminal and they get the gold, they're, mm-hmm. they're going, and, and the place is full of people getting their baggage, and he just freaks out when they realize how much it is, and everyone's looking at him, he goes, I just... What did he say? I just found religion or something. You should check it out. It's an awesome train. And he, he goes, because he, he can't obviously say they just stole $27 million, but I, I don't know. I, I thought technically, though, there were some things in this movie visually. I don't know if you guys picked up on it. Jason, you mentioned it earlier about how it just had this look. This movie looked and felt, even though it was you know fairly modern, it felt like a classic kind of late 70s heist movie. Or late 60s. Well, or late 60s. I mean, that's <laughs> well, when the original, obviously. <laughs> the original. But no, yeah. visually and, and the way it was shot and, and the, the colors they used, it just had that kind of, I don't know how to explain it, like a, a heist movie feeling. Kind of, you could picture yeah. like the the color toning in a lot of these scenes was. I mean, very you Vegas. Could almost name this uh, movie Ocean Six. If you <laughs> yeah, to. yeah, you could, you could. I, I, overall, well, I, it was fantastic. It, it was good. It was good. I'd give it four and a half out of five. Oh wow, you're Super almost soon. perfect on it. I, well, I would say I would. I would definitely uh, give it a four. Yeah, I'm going to... I like the movie a lot. I'm going to go with Adam. I'm going to give it a four and a half out of five. Yep. It, nothing is Tusk to Dave. I mean, nothing's going to hit that five except Tusk. <laughs> Maybe a sequel to Tusk will hit yeah. five. I, I mean, Tusk. So, yeah. so they, Jason, yours was a four? <laughs> yeah. All right. So, I mean, I had to give it a four and a half only because it's one of the few movies... I mean, there's a, there's a handful of movies that I've rewatched tons and tons of times. But this is one of the movies that I... The Notebook? I, no, I've only seen that once or twice, but... Um, <laughs> I've never seen it. Man card intact. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm fine with that. I watch all kinds of stuff, but... I mean, I'm, I'm watching a show on Netflix called Love, and I just and sometimes I enjoy that different stuff. But, you know, this, well. this movie, though, I've rewatched so many times, from when it was in a theater 
to renting it on VHS, buying the DVDs. Um, yep. I think I actually bought it twice on DVD. The first one got lost or something. <laughs> I need to watch this in stereo. No, but I've, I've watched it so <laughs> yes, many times. Yes, because that's the only way DVD has stereo, Adam, is by <laughs> yeah. buying two discs. Which no, means no, no, I you're, had to lo- buy... you're looking at it in stereo. Yeah, <laughs> I had to buy two TVs. <laughs> no, I, I just loved it. So what What else? Any, anything else? Final thoughts on this? You know, things you love, things you maybe didn't like so much? It was good. It was good. I From front to back, I enjoyed it a lot. I mean, probably... I mean, side you to side. Think you think uh, Charlize, uh, and I always call her Charlize Theron, but you know, Adam corrected me. It's Theron. Yeah, I corrected you on that one. <laughs> no, you didn't, but you pronounced it differently right after me. <laughs> um, so, in essence, that was a. Uh, Charlize? Uh, huh? No, what, what do you call that when you're battling passive somebody? Passive Yeah, like a passive battle or something like that. But huh. uh, I think the weakest acting, and it happens in every one of his movies, but it's Mark Wahlberg. I yeah. do not think he is a great actor. I think his lines, and take a look at when he is talking with Donald Sutherland at the very beginning. It's just them having a one-on-one conversation. Mm-hmm. And just the how Donald Sutherland brings his lines to life. Yeah, I mean, you feel an essence to it. And then all of a sudden, Mark Wahlberg says a line, and it's like he just read it off the back of a cereal <laughs> box and then stares off into space. Well, it's yeah, I, I can totally see that because you, when you watch this, you believe that you're not looking at it like, oh man, Donald Sutherland's you know delivering these great lines. You're like, oh, John is pretty cool. Like this guy's been through some stuff with Charlie's character. I keep even now having, I've seen this movie so many times and I keep having to look at our notes to remember the character's name because I just think Mark Wahlberg. It's Mark Wahlberg reciting lines. Yeah. I, I'd agree with that. And I could, I would say between the two, I mean, Charlize Theron probably had uh, some better moments, you know, as far as you, I, I think though this is fairly early in both their careers in, in the movie side, you know, in some ways. And I think you got you can kind of see that there's you know she has much more potential ahead of her than he possibly did even though he's made huge money but he's definitely that action movie guy and she's definitely like capable of these Oscar winning crazy transformative performances mm. you know and transformative performance well it's I, a transformer I, that's what Wahlberg can do <laughs> yeah, but he can transform look at this performance look at the roles she's played I mean she's you know in this movie she's I keep bringing up monster because that is such a departure from her she is a very attractive woman and she was just sort of attractive in Monster. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, I mean, look at, uh, I'm pulling it up right now. It's just being really slow. Um, but her, <laughs> this is my awesome internet, guys. I'm sorry. Look, pull up her. It draws one line at a time as Dave's looking at the No, uh, what I'm saying though is pull up her, her um, filmography and you're going to see such a variety I mean, everything from movies like this, where she's a, a very kind of, I don't want to say standard, average-looking woman. I mean, she's she's not like a supermodel, but she's, you know, attractive, everything else, smart and, you know, kind of fierce. And then she goes and plays. She's in Mad Max. She's in Monster. She's in Eon Flux, Atomic Blonde. She's playing Morticia Adams' voice in the, in the new Adams Family movie coming out. 
Oh, I didn't realize she was in the new Mad Max movie. Yeah, too. she was one of the main characters in the newest Mad Max in Fury one. Road. And, I mean, you see Snow White and the Huntsman. She can play so many different types of characters. And then you see, like, even her commercial work where she's doing the uh, perfume uh, Dior or whatever it is. You know, you, She was in The Devil's Advocate. Yep. I mean, she's been in so many different things, and she can just... Completely. Oh wow! Children of the Corn three in ninety five. How old was she then? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, but she was great in that thing you do. She was born in seventy five, so ninety five. What is that? Thirty. Oh, the twenty years. Twenty years old. But I mean, dang! I was hoping she was one of the kids. Yeah, I mean, but she is. You know, she's. When I say she's transformative, she can really change herself into all these different characters. Mark Wahlberg, not so much. He's he's that. He's always he's always that character in some fashion. You know, with a little different. Mark Wahlberg would be actually very cool to hang out with. Oh, absolutely! And this is you know, it's not to knock. Have like a burger with him. Sure. Yeah. As long as his stupid brother wasn't there. <laughs> you don't like Donnie? <laughs> yeah, I don't like Don. Have you not a... seen? Have you not seen Band of Brothers? Donnie Wahlberg's great in that. No, show. but I, I just have you not seen The Sixth Sense where he I kills know. Bruce Willis? I'm making a joke. I just keep thinking of New Kids on the Block, and you know, I'm thinking of The Impossible Burger. No, yeah, yuck. Ugh. Now I'm angry again. No, I, I, I honestly <laughs> though, I, I think uh, when it comes to a heist movie, this movie has to. If you're into that type of thing. You know, you've got your Oceans movies to choose from, and there's a number of other ones. You know, arguably Solo, a Star Wars story, could be viewed as a heist movie um, yeah. in some ways. But yeah. if you're into heist movies, this has to be up on up near the top of that list. In you know, top three, um, top four, top five type of movie is in terms of this genre of movie because it is fantastic. It's just a fun ride. It's about two hours long, I think. Right, hour and. Oh, I forgot he was Max Payne in the Max Payne movie. Yeah, yeah, you know, and in, but as far as heist movies, I mean, this it's got to be up there. I mean, it's so well done visually. It's it's not flashy. It's it's not a CG explosion fest. You know what we're used to seeing nowadays. A lot of this looked like very practical effects, regular old stunts. You know, well done visually shot well and they did a really this is kind of a, a photo geeky thing they did a really nice job of mixing in these very wide like traditional cinematic looking scenes you know as far as from the the type of shot with these very shallow depth of field super intimate um framings they did like for example the scene if you remember when uh, i know jason will remember this one because he paused and rewound it a number of times but when she's in her <laughs> hotel room um, practicing cracking a safe, and Mark's uh, Charlie Mark Wahlberg's character walks in, and you know she doesn't hear him. She's got headphones in or whatever, and she's in a bra. They do this this thing where it's super shallow depth of field. Everything's out of focus in the foreground and in the background as it's panning across the room, and you're seeing. And she comes into view. It's just her hands on the safe, whatever. Um, same thing when. That's Boca, right? Boca. Boca, yeah. Shallow depth yep. of field. Um, Man, but, I'm good. But, I I am a uh, photographer. Photographer, yep. but they do a really nice job of mixing that in to really bring you into a scene without really realizing it and give you that feeling of, all right, this is a a very personal type of moment in this movie, you know. Whereas the the rest of it's more standard shot with stuff in focus from front to back, the action scenes, all that stuff. Really, really well shot, I think, and, and really well done. Nice. Yes. Oh, we we really enjoy the imagery of this film. Agreed. 
All right, so our score total for this one is 4.3333333 repeating. Soup spoon. <laughs> Infinity. Meaning we're, we're going to serve it up. We're going to serve it up, and we're going to call it a 4.5. Two against one. Shut it, Jason. <laughs> I was, why can't we just meet in the middle? 4.25. Well, we could call it four and a quarter, I guess. Right. Do we know what we want to do next? What movie do we want to? Didn't we get a request for Bridges of Madison County? Well, no, no, no. I'm not. Uh, sorry, guys. I, I, you know, I'm taking executive. Oh, this guy's here. too good We're for not... other movies. Here, gotcha. here's the thing. <laughs> other movies, <laughs> just certain. All right, movies. so here's what we've got. We had a listener, couple listener um, submissions from way back when we were still doing the super reviews as a bonus episode. One was Twilight 3, which was a joke just to see if they get us to watch it, and Bridges of Madison County, same thing. Um, also, Howard the Duck was a recommendation, and we actually just got yesterday, I believe on Twitter, maybe today, um, a listener had recommended, said he didn't know if we were still doing listener submissions, but um, recommended we do Ready Player One. I, uh, I enjoyed that movie. I've already seen yep. it. And, well, we all watched it not movie. that long ago. That's why I'm not sure if we want to do that one right away again. Well, we, we got to do something because we didn't think about this prior to this. <laughs> so we got to figure out what movie we're going to do. All right. Well, which do we want to do? Here, here's the choices again. I'll let you guys pick. We've got Twilight 3, Bridges of Madison County, Howard the Duck, Ready Player One. Let's do Bridges. Bridges. Do something a little different. Yep. All right, we're now, gonna make Jason suffer through bridges. Of yeah, no, I don't know if we'll. Is, is it a love story? I don't know. Clint Eastwood directed. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if we'll. Is he killing people on his lawn? <laughs> I, don't, I don't think so. No, um, I don't know that we'll get to all of these. You know, because we're we're definitely open for you know suggestions on on stuff you guys want us to watch, and sometimes we'll we'll do ones like this where maybe it's just because it'll be fun to do something different. Um, well, I'm picking next time's movie. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll see if we get any cool submissions coming in too. Ready Player One was fantastic. Yeah, from me. <laughs> no, I, I think I think the only reason that you know, not to speak for you guys, that we kind of want to hold hold off on Ready Player One is that we all just watched it not that long ago, and it's kind of one of those ones where we just watched it, but not not recent enough to want to rewatch it. If that makes sense. Yep. And so we'll save that one for down the road. But the movie was excellent, I thought, but. Spoiler, there's your super review. <laughs> we loved it, but um, but no, Bridges of Madison County, we'll do that one up, see what happens. That's going to come to you in February. Perfect. And so that's that. Now, what time is it? It's time for a kickoff. Time for a geeky, winky, winky, leaky off. You're not <laughs> leaking anybody. <hopefully>. I can't leak. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So... <laughs> so we've got this down all the way to the end. We're, we're tonight. We are going to crown to finish this movie review, super review, brand new format on the super review episode. We're going to crown the champion of the best bat film debate. So what we've got? We've got Batman Begins, okay, versus The Dark Knight, both Christian Bale Batmans. Hmm. It's the original and the sequel. Yeah, I'm gonna have to go with Dark Knight. That's my choice. Yeah. So explain. We can't just we can't just build up to the championship and then have a quick uh boom boom done. All right, there's our champion. Uh, I'm picking it because of and we talked about it last week. He said, "Well, does the best Joker have to make the best Batman movie?" Mm -hmm. 
I think the supporting cast makes a Batman movie too because take a look at Batman and Robin. I don't care how good Batman was in that movie. The supporting cast just totally killed that movie for me, along with the directing and the visuals and the music and the acting. <laughs> and the plot. <laughs> yeah. but, um, but I think uh, I really enjoyed the Joker story you know, and the interaction with Batman and the Batman story. But I, as a whole package, I enjoyed this movie more. Okay. Yeah, it's kind of tough for me. I really liked Batman Begins. And of course, this is coming from as a kid, I loved ninja movies like crazy. So this right. one was just made my day. It was awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think the better movie still has to go to Dark Knight. Yeah. Even though I'm not a fan of Dark Knight Rises as much. <laughs> Dark Knight was very well done. Yeah. Fantastic. To me, it's probably the best out of the three that yep. are making up that trilogy. And I'd put Batman Begins as a close second. Which it, which right, it so is uh, then, because I'm going to agree with you guys that yeah. uh, Dark Knight. Oh, fine. Jason and Dave always getting together on this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you just chose a Dark Knight too, didn't you? I was pretending to be Jason. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. So we're unanimous. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute. Did I just zone out and totally imagine what you Say said? <laughs> no. So Dark Knight is winning. You're killing me, Smalls. Now, I, I agree. Now, there's something interesting. You know, I mentioned it in our super review. And yes, I'm a photo nerd. You guys know this well. Oh, <laughs> really? Just nerd. when you look at they did something very cool with the colors in this. Christopher Nolan did. Look at Batman Begins, and what's the color scheme that comes to mind? Oh, I can't remember without well, actually color schema scheme that comes to mind. Like it, black? It, no, it's it's oh, all okay. like reds and oranges. I, I can't right? remember. So, I mean, just even think of the the covers of the movies, the 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 posters. But the movies kind of like follow sepia. that same pre- pre- yeah, that same same dialogue, so to speak. And it's it's all the beginning. It's new, and the Dark Knight takes things dark it gets kind of keeps that that feeling of okay there's hope in the city when batman at the end of batman begins there's hope the movie starts out he's been doing so good to clean up gotham and it quickly turns to those teals the blues the grays and gets yeah, dark it goes and from warm to cool yeah because then- gotham is burning and there's chaos and he's just trying to get a handle on it and then we go into the dark knight rises and we see that turn around by the end of that film, things get brighter if again. Now and then I kind get of a the, little bit <laughs> Kind of an interesting twist. Now here's here's the curveball for you. We've chosen Oh no, curveball. We've chosen The Dark Knight as the best <laughs> bat film ever. Best Batman film out of this bracket. Yeah. Twitter sure. has been playing along with our poll. Uh, daily, daily, <laughs> <laughs> you pervs, the, the daily best bat film debate. And last Friday, I put up, you know, the, the, the battle they had, which was, uh, the dark Knight, uh, dark Knight rises versus Batman begins. We okay. chose begins Twitter ended in a tie. Mm. So right now we've got, the next one, the you know from last week, it's it's Batman v Superman versus the Dark Knight, and so far, rightfully so, I think Dark Knight is kicking tail, and so I think what we're gonna do for the final to see what Twitter has to say about it. How do you guys feel? Oh, actually, actually, that's right. It's not Batman v Superman. It's Batman eighty nine versus the Dark Knight on Twitter, and right now. 
Batman 89, Michael Keaton is winning. Really? Against the Dark Knight, 56% to 44%. So we'll see what happens at the end of that one. But in what would Bane have to say about that, Adam? <laughs> Not much. <laughs> Denied. I hate you. <laughs> Impersonation blocked. But I think if you guys are cool with this, I think what I'm going to do is by the time listeners hear this, Twitter's going to all be settled as well. But I'm going to go ahead and just so people can hear it ahead of time before you know, it's, it's recorded, here's what we're doing. As long as this one doesn't end in a tie, whoever wins between Dark Knight and, and Batman 89 is going to face both of the other two challengers. So Batman Begins and Dark Knight Rises. Since they ended in a tie, it's going to be a three-way fight for the championship. Whoa. We'll bring some heat to Twitter, but we'll see who people choose. They got some love for Keaton in, in Batman 89, it looks like. So we'll see what happens. Hmm. That's surprising over the Dark Knight, though. No kidding. It, it'll be interesting All to right. see what happens. So kind of fun. And then I'm, I'm working on cooking up something for next week's episode. Um, Ooh, cooking we'll, show. We'll, yeah, we'll start a new debate. Making um, some soup, are you? <laughs> maybe. Uh-huh. Best soup ingredients. <laughs> and now would be a good time for us to announce who our uh, guest will be next week. It is Chef Gordon Ramsay. <laughs> Get the f- out of my kitchen! <laughs> <laughs> now, the secret to having good digital soup is before we put the lid on it. <laughs> you got to put the lid on and let it simmer, right? <laughs> we let it simmer, We're gonna, uh, but we want our listeners to... Stick around afterwards because reheated soup the next day is always good. Stick around after. Here are unsigned music spotlight. This week's track is from a band called Semmelweis Reflex. They are a five-piece progressive metal band from Stockholm, Sweden, and their debut album, Remnants, was released back in 2016. The band was geographically separated for more than a year after the release since different members had to pursue different interests, but they are once again living in Stockholm and are working on a new album. We are going to have a link to their Facebook page in our show notes, so be sure to check that out. And guys, we just want to thank you for listening. And to see more content, contact us or just interact in any way, head over to digitalsouppodcast.com, probably the best site on the interwebs. You can listen wherever you get your podcasts, and be sure to subscribe to us and leave a review if you'd be so kind. And as always, please tell a friend about us and spread the word all about the soup. So from all of us at the Digital Soup Podcast, all of you, stay safe. Have an awesome week. We'll catch you next time. Take care, guys. Later, skinny Pete. (laughs) Creativeediting.com. So many five things just to be